Well, good morning, First Baptist. Oh, let's try that again. Good morning, First Baptist. Boy, isn't it a great day to be here? Man, we just celebrate with you and what a joy and an honor this week has been. It's been an honor and joy these last several days to meet so many of you and a joy and an honor to start doing life together. I'll tell you what, can you see now why I would ask Amy to go sing at all my revivals? I'm telling you, what a blessing, what a gift. But I want to tell you about Amy. She has such a deep walk with the Lord. I'll tell people all the time, if I could just have the, as strong as faith as she has, her faith is rock solid. For our four children, all of them pray and receive Christ, and what a great honor for me to baptize each and one of our children. And I want you to hear this, First Baptist. I am not here to be your preacher. A preacher just comes and maybe preaches 30 minutes and goes about. I'm here to be your pastor. And I'm here, and I'm here to come alongside of you, and I want you to watch my family grow up. I want you to watch our family mature in the Lord. Over the years to come, by God's grace, I want you to watch me grow in the Lord. I want you to watch me mature in my walk with the Lord. For you see, none of us have arrived. Uh, All of us are still a work in progress, aren't we? But I'm so grateful. He who began a good work in us will see it through what? Completion till the day of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So what an honor it is to be here. I personally want to tell you as First Baptist Church, Mr. Charlie, Dr. Charlie, has handled this pastor search team with such a love for Jesus and a respect for your church. Can you join me? And we tell Charlie, thank you for leading this. What a blessing. I also, I want to tell the rest of the pastor search team, uh, we are family now, aren't we, pastor search team? Uh, God just knit our hearts together because I believe this, the relationship between a pastor and a church to me is like a marriage. There's a oneness and a specialty that there should be between a pastor and his church. And I firmly believe that we've been a part of a journey where God has just put this marriage together of our family and your church together. And I've got a question to ask you. Are you ready? Are you ready? And I firmly believe this came about as our family and your church family prayed. In the 9 o'clock service, praise God, we ran out of seats in the 9 o'clock service. We kept adding and adding more seats so we could get everybody in there. But I asked him, are we ready? But how are we ready? We get ready by praying. I believe the battle is won by on our knees, praying. 
So what I'm going to do as we look at God's Word and the Word that God's given me, I just want us to pray. But I want you to know I believe in praying. Let me tell you an incredible story. Our church was going to do a revival and crusade, and I hope you know I love doing revivals, and I love crusades, and I love seeing people get saved, all right? Uh, I enjoy that so much. But before this revival was coming up, our family made a list of 10 lost people. We wanted to see, by God's grace and His mercy, we wanted to see these 10 people get saved during this revival. I've got some great news. All 10 of those people got saved in the revival we were praying for. Man, isn't that awesome? But let me tell you the most incredible thing. They got saved in the order that they were written down on our prayer list. I mean, number one got saved, two, three, four, five, six. I said seven, eight, nine, and ten. They don't even have a chance in this thing. Can I tell you, because I believe when God's people pray, God hears our prayer. So First Baptist, don't be anxious about anything. We pray about everything. And when we pray about everything, the Spirit of God is going to lead us. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for First Baptist. God, thank you for Charlie and the pastor search team. Thank you, Lord, for this incredible staff and pastoral staff that have led during this time. But Lord, right now, we turn just facing you. We turn, Lord, asking you to do only what you can do. Lord, we are praying that we will see you do the exceedingly abundantly more than we ever ask or thought. Lord, we just pray that we will stay on our faces before you. We just pray that we will allow the spirit of the living God lead us. God, we just pray that the truth of your word will penetrate our hearts and our life. Oh God, will you take First Baptist Daytona Beach, Florida, and God, may we deny ourselves, may we pick up your cross, and God, may we follow you. God, may we go wherever you want us to go. God, may we say whatever you want us to say. Oh God, take this body of believers and use us for the kingdom of God. Lord, we want to make much of the name of Jesus. Because, Lord God, we declare that salvation is found only in the name of Jesus. And we declare and know that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. So, God, I pray that we will know every soul matters. In Christ's name, amen. If you've got your Bibles, let's travel to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 8. I want you to remember three words today. I don't know about you men in this room, but Amy will call me at time to time and say, hey, on your way home, will you get a couple of items at the store? How many of you have ever forgotten an item you were supposed to get? I am glad I'm a part of family in this room. 
I can't tell you how many times I've gotten home and Amy said, hey, what about this? Oh, man, I, I, I've got to go back. So now Amy is wised up. If I got to go to the store for her, she texts it to me, so I've got it all in a text. But it never fails less. There is some item that I can't find. You know, there's some item, you know, men don't like to ask for directions much, but I always have to ask for directions. You know, where is this certain type of item? But here's what I want you to remember today. I want you to remember these three words. Every soul matters. Every soul Can we say it together? Every soul matters. Does that mean your soul matters? We as a church are going to put a stake in the ground this day, and we are not going to believe the lie of the devil. We are not going to believe the lie of the devil who is coming to, see, to seek and devour. We are not going to believe the lie of the devil that every soul doesn't matter. I want every person in Volusia County to know that Jesus Christ bought them with the price of his blood and his righteousness, and Jesus Christ can set anybody free from anything at any time. Every soul matters, but I want you to know your soul matters. How many times when we're in the group of people, we think, well, great, everybody else's soul matters, but what about me? Your soul matters not because you have some personal righteousness. Every soul matters not because there's some goodness or some personal righteousness that we have. As a matter of fact, the Scripture tells us our goodness is as what? Filthy rags. Your soul matters not because of your personal righteousness. Oh, let's just prove that. I just kind of want to see what is First Baptist Daytona made up of? You know, what type of people come to church here? So, I'm going to ask you a question. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand. Is that a deal? Is that a deal? If you have ever told a lie in your life, raise your hand. If you ever told a lie. If your hand's not up, you are a liar. (laughs) So, did we just say we're a church of a bunch of liars? How many of you have ever, ever cheated on anything in your life? Everybody cheated. Ever cheated? All right. So now we're liars and now we're cheaters. We're starting off to a good start, aren't we? I mean, how many of you have ever had unrighteous anger and lost your cool and got in the flesh? How many have ever got? 
Okay, so we're temper tantrums. We're two-year-olds at that. How many of us did Jesus die for? Hey, look around this room. Your soul... Your soul has value, and your soul matters. Not because of what you've done. Your soul matters because it matters to God. As a matter of fact, the Scripture tells us in this text of Scripture in Mark chapter 8, that your soul is worth more than the entire world. That we could bring all of the value of this entire world and we could take a scale and put your soul and who you are on one side. And we could take all the material wealth and everything that this earth is and on one side put your soul, on the other side put the world and all of its wealth. May I ask you a question, what's more valuable? Your soul. What does it matter if a man gains the whole world but lose his what? Soul. What does it matter for Volusia County? What does it matter if they gain all this stuff but they lose their soul? Every soul what? Matters. Let's look at this text of Scripture in Mark chapter 8. Beginning in verse 34, an incredible place of Scripture. If you like to read about action, if you like action movies, if you like things that are moving, you need to read the Gospel of Mark. I mean, the Gospel of Mark is really known. It is the book of action. It is a book of moving. As a matter of fact, that word immediately appears over 30 times in the book of Mark. I mean, it is just action moving. It is moving. But Mark is also writing to the Gentile people, the Roman people, telling them, Jesus is the Son of God. Notice what the text says, beginning in verse 34. Jesus has been teaching disciples. Now there's all kinds of people around him. And as we walk through this text, it is quite all right to mark some key words. When you're studying God's Word, you're saying, what is the truth in this Scripture, and how can this Scripture change my life? There's some key words I want you to know. It is not a sin to write in your Bible. I mean, I, I remember at times, oh, don't, whatever you do, don't write in your Bible. If that's the case, I am the greatest sinner. I write in my Bible all the time. I want you to get some key words. Every soul, what? Matters. Here we go. When he called, when he had called the people to himself, with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, 
So First Baptist Daytona Beach, Florida, do we desire to come after him? Do we want to see God do the exceedingly abundantly more than we ever asked or thought? Do we want, personally, do we want to come after the Lord? What does it tell us? What's the first thing in verse 34 we got to do? Deny ourselves. Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Will you mark that word deny? If we are going to say every soul matters, and if we are going to say as a church family, we are going to follow our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you know what that's going to require? That's going to require every one of us denying ourselves. Does anybody struggle with denying yourself? If we're going to follow after Christ, we have got to be willing to deny everything about ourselves and realize it is not about me. Have you ever met a selfish person in a church before? Let me ask you again. Have you ever met a selfish person at church before? If we are going to say every soul matters, we as a church family, including me and every one of us have got to say, we are going to deny ourselves. It is not about us. It is about the glory of God. Whatever we eat, whatever we drink, whatever we do, we are going to do it for the glory of God. Deny yourself. What does that look like? A while back, I was in Jinhua, China. And it was an incredible moment as I was preaching in Jinhua, China. As I was standing there preaching in Jinhua, China, I mean, they are just packed in this building as much as they can be packed in. They have one little video camera, and they're then got these TVs in the next room so they can see it. They've got a TV on the outside so people that can't get in. I mean, it's kind of like that moment when Jesus was in the room, and they put the guy through the roof. I mean, just jam-packed. But also knowing, as I stood behind that pulpit to preach in Genoa, China, also knowing that there's members of the Communist Party in that room. And that day I was preaching the text, Jeremiah chapter 1. One of my favorite characters, a weeping prophet. But in that first chapter, Jeremiah said, I, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know. And remember, and God says, I will, Jeremiah, don't worry about that. I'm going to reach down and touch your mouth and give you the words to say. Hey, everybody look right here. This is what I said. Packed out. Communist in the room. And I said this. Are you willing to say whatever God wants you to say? I was expecting them to kind of respond like you did. You know what they did? They all started talking back to me. And they say, we will say whatever God wants us to say. Then I said another thing. Are you willing to go wherever God wants you to go? I, I mean, they went crazy. They were saying, we are willing to go wherever God wants us to go. That's a little over three years ago. 
that pastor, wife, their son, the leaders of that church, having been in prison since about six months after I said that. Just not the pastor and the wife and the son. I'm talking about the leaders of the church. I believe in this text of Scripture. Deny yourself. Are we willing, First Baptist Daytona Beach, to say every soul matters, and because every soul matters, we are going to deny ourselves, and it's not going to be about us, and we're going to go, and we're going to say whatever God wants us to say, and we're going to go wherever He sends us. So I'm going to ask you, look back in this text of Scripture, look what it says. Whoever desires to come after Him, what is the requirement? What do we have to do? Deny yourself. Every soul matters. Deny yourself. Look at the second thing this scripture tells us. Not only have to deny ourselves, the next words I marked was take up. What do we got to do next? We got to take up the cross. What's the third thing in that verse says? We got to take up the cross and we have to do what? Follow him. Our youngest son is Matthew, who you talk about, I mean, Matthew, our energy and all that stuff, but his name is called Matthew because when Jesus was calling out the disciples and he looked at Matthew, he said, hey, Matthew, follow me. And you know what Matthew did? He dropped everything and he followed the Lord. First Baptist, Volusia County, state of Florida, United States of America. They need to see what it looks like with a church that is denying themselves, picking up the cross, and following Him. Let's put a stake in the ground today and let's say every soul matters. Every soul matters not because they're good, not because they're perfect. Their soul matters because God loves their soul. And what are we going to do? We're going to deny ourselves. And we're going to pick up the cross and we're going to follow him. Look at the next verse. It even takes it a little step deeper in our hearts and our life. Look at verse 35. For whoever desires to save his life, what do you got to do? Lose it. First Baptist, are we willing to say, God, I'm so in on this that every soul matters. I'm so in on the call of God. God, I'm willing to lose my life for the sake of Christ. It is not about my finances that I have. It is not about my physical abilities. But Lord, I will lose everything. I will forsake all for the gospel of Jesus Christ to go to every person. Every soul matters. 
Can we just stop a minute? Aren't you grateful somebody cared for your soul? Who, who was it that prayed over your soul? Who was the one that shared the gospel with you? Who was the person that was willing to say, hey, I'll lose my life so be saved? What's the options? Look back in this verse. What does it say? For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. Verse 36, here's the question. Did you know this? Jesus asked a lot of questions. Did anybody know how many questions Jesus asked? In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, how many questions are recorded that Jesus asked? He he might have an idea. Any idea? Did you know it's recorded that Jesus asked over 200 questions? Wouldn't it be a fun study just to study all the questions that Jesus asked? Look at this question that Jesus asked in verse number 36. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What does it matter if you become the top of the career, but you lose your soul? What does it matter if you do all that, but you lose your soul? I want you to know that your soul is valuable. I want you to picture this. I want you to picture sitting down and Jesus Christ comes and sits in front of you. Oh, just picture this. Can you picture Jesus sitting in front of you and you are toe to toe, knee to knee in front of Jesus. And Jesus is looking at you to say, you know what? Your soul, soul matters. It doesn't matter if you gain all of this, but you lose your soul. And Jesus says, your soul has value. And I bought you as is. He looks at you toe-to-toe, knee-to-knee, and and Jesus is looking at you. Can you imagine, remember, doubting Thomas, remember, I'm not going to believe that Jesus until I can do what? Touch you, remember? And and remember with doubting Thomas, he met Jesus. Jesus met him right where he is. Jesus just appeared in that room. And remember, he said, hey, Thomas, come look. I've got some news for you. You're sitting toe-to-toe, knee-to-knee in front of Jesus. And Jesus says, you matter to me, and I bought you as is. Have any of you ever bought a car as is? Oh, y'all, y'all get this. Quite a few years ago, we went and bought a car, and one of our church members said, hey, Pastor Eric, I can save you some money. Let's go down to the auction." So we went to this gigantic auction, you know, they're auctioning off, you know, they got what, six lanes or whatever it is, you know, and they're just auctioning off cars, you know, every auctioneer, I I cannot talk like that, I could not imagine talking like that. Man, they're up there just auctioning off cars, but 
But before they went through, they've got them all out there, and you can kind of look at them, kick the tires a little bit, all that kind of stuff. So my buddy said, hey, this is the car for you. But on the window, there's a sticker. You know, it's either marked warranty or as is. Well, on that car, it was not marked by the warranty. It was marked as is. So what does that mean? The moment you buy that car, what happens? It's yours, you got it. I mean, we sat through that auction, that car came down the line. I mean, we bought the car. I was so excited, man. I got a good deal for Amy and I. We got a car that we needed. I got in that car. I drove 75 feet. Boom. I mean, literally, I drove 75 feet. I barely made it out of the turn of the auction. The car died. I looked at my buddy. What did we just? He said, as is. Aren't you grateful? That every soul in Volusia County, aren't you grateful for all of us when Jesus is toe to toe, knee to knee? He says, I bought you as is. But he doesn't keep us as is. He moves us to looking like Christ. Every soul. First Baptist. I believe God's brought our family here to be one with you so we can say every soul matters. And they have been bought with the price of Jesus. And Jesus can transform them. And Jesus can transform us. I have a question. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's do this. Let's just show the glory of Jesus. What does it mean? What does it matter if the man gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Let's pray together. Lord, I just pray across this room Lord, I pray this scripture in Mark chapter 8 that we will deny ourselves. Lord, I pray that it will not be about us. Lord, I pray each and every one of us in this room will be willing to say, Lord God, at this moment, at this time, I'm going to put a stake down and I'm willing to deny myself. God, I pray across this room 
that it will not be about our selfish desires and what we want, but it will be that the name of Jesus Christ is glorified and made much of. Lord, I pray that we will pick up your cross. God, I pray that we will follow you. God, I firmly believe this is for such a time as this moment. God, I believe this is the time for the Stitz family in First Baptist Daytona Beach, Florida. God, I believe this is the moment that we are reminded every soul matters. And oh God, I pray that it will not be about us. We will deny ourselves, pick up your cross and follow you. Oh God, I pray for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit of God upon each one of us. God, I pray that we will put our life in the word of God and be rooted deep in your word. And God, may we be led by your spirit. God, thank you that our soul matters. Not because we have any personal righteousness. God, I thank you that our soul matters because you bought it with the price of Jesus. Lord, you tell us in 1 Peter that you did not buy us with, redeem us with something corruptible. But God, you redeemed us through your son, Jesus Christ. Oh, God, may we walk with you. God, may we go wherever you want us to go. May we say whatever you want us to say. Oh, God, do a stirring in this room. May your spirit move. God, I pray for tears over the souls of people that don't know Jesus. God, I pray that we will give like we've never given before because we're denying ourselves. Oh, God, I pray that you'll get a hold of this body of believers in my family. And God, use us for the kingdom of God for all of eternity. Just right now, as no one's moving, your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. This scripture in Mark chapter 8 makes it clear. Whoever wants to come after me, deny themselves, pick up the cross, and follow me. How many of you are willing to put a stake in the ground on this January Sunday morning Lord, it's no longer going to be about me, but it's going to be about the glory of God. Lord, it's no longer going to be about me, but it's going to be in my face on the floor praying out to you. Oh, Lord, I'm making a commitment. God, I will deny myself. I'm going to pick up that cross, and I'm going to follow you. If you're willing to put that stake in the ground today, Maybe for the first time, you've never trusted Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The salvation is found in no other person except Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, why don't you put that stake down and you believe and you trust Him today? Maybe as a Christ follower, you're stumbling along in your faith. Why don't you put that stake in the ground? But today, this day in January, I'm going to deny myself. I'm going to pick up the cross and I'm going to follow Him because every soul matters. As no one's looking around, if you're willing to say, Pastor Eric, I'm all in. 
I'm ready to live this out, deny myself. I'm here to pick up his cross, and I'm going to follow him. And I'm willing to go wherever God wants me to go, and I'm willing to say whatever God wants me to say. And God, my life belongs to you. It's surrender to you. If that's your heart's desire today, no one's looking. Just put that hand up in there and say, God, I'm in. I'm in today. I'm going to deny myself. I'm going to pick up that cross, and I'm going to follow you. God, do an incredible work. Thank you, God. May we see the working of your Spirit in a mighty way. Oh, God. Thank you that you bought us with a prize. In Christ's name, amen. In just a moment, we're going to stand and we're going to sing, and I'm inviting you to Christ. There's not a greater invitation in the world than you are being invited to the Savior of the world. And I'm going to tell you, today in the weeks to come, This invitation time is never to be taken lightly. We are calling out somebody that doesn't know Christ, and we are offering salvation to them. So each week as we gather and we give the invitation, man, Christ followers, be praying, God, be working in me. Do me a favor during the invitation time. It's not the time to start packing up your house and putting everything, start talking. Hey, during the invitation... Guys, this is serious. If we're saying every soul matters to God, we need to be zeroed in during the invitation time. Maybe this morning you've not trusted Jesus. In just a moment, we're going to stand and sing. Ken's going to lead us. Pastors are going to be down front. You just say, man, I need Jesus. Maybe today you've, you're stumbling. Maybe you need to say, Man, somebody to pray with you. Maybe you've been visiting for quite some time, and this is where God wants your church home to be. Man, come, join us, be a part of this team. Right now, let's stand to our feet. Ken's leading us, pastors are down front. You're moving forward. What's Christ asking? Come accept Christ. Come and join this day.